Now, Christ is your glory. He is your glory. But it's the riches of the glory of his grace, which is Christ in you. Last night, uh, Jenna was watching this uh, one night with the king. It was about Esther. And I was sitting there watching it with her. And uh, I was fixing to go to bed. She was working on it. But there, when the king chose Esther, and uh, the king asked her, he said, I want to know about you. And she said, well, my father always gave me this verse. And here's the verse. It's Proverbs 25, 2. And it says that it's the glory of God to hide, conceal a thing. But it's the honor of kings and priests to what? To search out a matter. And that thing that God hides is the glory that we've fallen short of. And the riches of that glory, it's all ours. It's all the fullness is in Christ. But those fullness, they're hid so we can find them. But what did we just read now? It's made manifest to the saints. It's there. Now all you've got to do is just walk through the blinders and start receiving what's yours of the glory of God. Because your God will supply what? All your needs according to his riches in glory by what? Christ Jesus. Now, look with me, and we're going to go through quite a few scriptures, and I'll, I'll finish this later. I'm not going to rush it. In Romans chapter 9, look with me in Romans chapter 9. It's good stuff. Verse 22 says, What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endure with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction? Verse 23, That he might make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy, which he hath afore prepared for what? Glory. What are we prepared for? Vessels of mercy prepared for his what? His glory, even us, who hath called not the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Remember Isaiah 43, we won't turn there, but what does it say? We are created for what? His glory. We were created for the glory. That's what it is. And that's what he wants us to have. And so we see that he, he created these vessels for glory. And that's what God wants on vessels of mercy created for his glory. All right. And, and right across here on the, on the other page, Romans eight twenty nine, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among what? Many more. Moreover, whom he predestinated, them he called, and whom he called, he justified, and whom he justified, them he what? Glorified. Do you know what that really means? He in, it says, he filled us with his glory. He, he, uh, one of those words, rendered glorious. He rendered us glorious. He filled us with his glory. Not only did he save us and justify us, we, we've been justified, but he wants to glorify us, to fill us with his glory. And it's all been paid for, so it's all there for us, so that we can walk in it. In Ephesians chapter 1, we know starting out in Ephesians, he did all these things for what? before the foundation of the world. Is that right? Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, to the what? The glory of his grace. Do you see that? Do you know you can't separate glory and grace? 
Riches of his glory, riches of his grace. They're all the same thing. And he says, uh, wherein he hath made us, what? Accepted in the beloved. We was talking about the coffee shop. You know, 1975, when Jesus healed all the rejections I had in my life, he showed me this verse, and he says, what? Let's read it again. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made me accepted. And that, remember when Steve taught that, that word found made accepted is only found one other time. When he said to, the angel said to Mary about Jesus, you're highly favored. See, God has made us highly favored in his sight. And he spoke to me back then. He said, if I've accepted you, who can reject you? Nobody. And I'm telling you, that took seed. And from that day forth, I'm telling you, I have not walked with rejection anymore. I've had plenty of opportunities to walk with rejection. But I want you to tell you something. That's not who I am anymore. I'm a son of God, and I'm his beloved, and he's made me accepted. And I'm telling you, you get a hold of that verse, then you don't have to live your whole life in fear of man, fear of failure, fear of rejection, all the other stuff that goes with it. Because we've what? Receive his glory to be what? Sons of God. So it's part of what he's done for us. And it gets, and then it goes on to say, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to what? There it is again. The riches of his grace. The riches of his grace. See, there's riches there for us. He doesn't want us to just barely get saved and get by. He wants us to enjoy the riches of the fullness of his glory and of his grace. But first thing you've got to know is what's that all about? Where'd that come from? And while we're here in Ephesians 3, 8, it says, Paul says in verse 7, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace given to me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am least of all the saints is this grace given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. They're inexhaustible. Did you hear that? There's no end to it. The inexhaustible riches of Christ. That's what we're to preach. But before we can preach it, we got to what? you got to have it. you got to know what he's done for you and what he's doing with you. Now, in the book of Haggai, it talks about something that's happening in the last days. We've, we've been hearing some of that prophetic stuff here a while ago. And God's in the process of doing something. Uh, Haggai chapter 2, verse 6, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea, the dry land. How many of you know there's a whole lot of shaking going on? And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. Who is the desire of all nations? Woo, Jesus. And I will fill this house with what? Glory. What house? His house, his new house. Your body is the what? Temple. Of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and your spirit, which is God's. What does that mean? Glorify. Fill it up with glory. By this is my Father glorified, that you what? Bear much fruit. New fruit. Not old fruit. New fruit. And he says this. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. You know, that former house was so glorious in the natural eyes. 
gold everywhere. It's so glorious. And when the priest brought in the ark, it says that the cloud filled that temple so strong that the glory filled the house and the priest could not stand to minister because of the glory. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place, I will give peace. The silver's mine, the gold. Ah, but he says what? The glory of that latter house will be greater than the former, and in that place I will give peace. That ain't bad. Well, who is this glory? Psalms 24. Look with me. It talks about in Psalms 24. I want to read that whole chapter. It's not that long. Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it on the floods. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Well, who are you going to get a pure heart? He said, I'm going to give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I'm going to take that stony heart and take it out. And he said in Jeremiah 24, 7, I'm going to give you a heart to know me. And that's a good heart. And who hath not lifted up his soul to vanity. Well, the old soul is pretty showy. But that new soul is not full of vanity. Amen. Come on with me now. And has not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of salvation. This is a generation that seek him. That seek his faith, face, O Jacob. What did God say? You shall seek me and you shall find me if you search for me with what? All your heart and I will be found of you, saith the Lord, if you search for me with all your heart. What heart are you going to search for him with? That heart he's given you to know him. That new heart can know him. It can know him and the fullness and the riches of everything he has. It's all in that new heart. It's in the glory he has given us. And he says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of what? Glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. You know, I think about Jesus on the road to Emmaus when these disciples were downcast, and he'd just risen into his glory, and there he was walking, and he was so excited. And he walked up to him and said, What's the matter with you? I think he was kind of expecting them to be excited just a little bit about the resurrection. He said, why are you down? Well, don't you know what's going on? The one we thought was going to deliver us and bring us into our kingdom, they crucified him, and this is the third day, and we don't know what we're going to do. And he says, oh, fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have said concerning this man. And he says, ought not Christ to have suffered all these things and entered into his glory? What was the goal? Glory. And he, and he began to speak to them. All these scriptures we're going to be reading of the things concerning himself and the glory. And what did they say? Did not our hearts, what? Burn within us as he opened to us the word of God. See, he had, all of it was written so he could enter into his glory. But that's not the end. All of this was written so he could enter into his glory so we could enter into his glory too. Amen. See, the glory is not just for him. The glory is for us. Because he is our glory. So we see that. And, uh, you know, we talked about this verse this morning. I'm going to turn to Isaiah 59. But in John 5, 44, when he says, How can you believe which receive honor one from another? Or glory is that word. And receive not the glory that comes from God only. 
He said, in your old man, you're so quick to receive honor and recognition and glory from one another. But you don't receive the honor and the glory and the recognition that can come from God only to the new man. You see, we're not seeing really clear how much glory he's given us and we haven't received that glory. See, in John chapter 1, what is it says? And this is a prophetic word from Isaiah 40. says, they will see his glory. And it says concerning Jesus, the word was made flesh and dwelt among them. And they beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth are manifestations of that glory. But he says, and you got to receive it. See, God wants us to have it. He's already paid for it like everything else. It's part of the riches. But that glory is not for someday, it's for now. You're the what? Light of the world. See, it was prophesied in Isaiah 42. I don't know if we'll get there today. But he says, he has come a light unto the Gentiles. He's come to light the Gentiles up, to open blind eyes so we can see what he's given us so the glory can flow through us. That's his purpose. Isaiah chapter 59. Yep, I got another week I can already tell. But we need to know what the glory is all about. Isaiah 59. And one of the words down here, verse 14 says, Judgment is turned away backwards and justice stands afar off and truth is fallen in the streets. Boy, how does that set with you? Truth is fallen into the streets. And equity cannot enter. Yea, truth fell, and there's none, and he that departeth from evil makes himself a prey. When you depart into evil, you make yourself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it was displeasing to him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessors. Therefore his arm brought forth salvation, and his righteousness sustained him. And he will put on righteousness as a breastplate, the helmet of salvation upon his head. This is Christ. He will put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and clad with the zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear. I want you to see verse 19. The enemy will fear his name from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. The enemy is going to fear his what? His name and his glory from the rising of the sun, he's going to fear it. Now, I'm just going to jump a little ahead here. You don't have to turn here. But, but 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine. See what this says in the Greek. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glory the gospel of the glory of Christ be revealed. Did you catch that? It's the light of the glory of Christ. It's the gospel of the glory of Christ. Let me say it again. It's the gospel of the glory of Christ should be made manifest to them. Why? Because he fears the glory and he fears his name. And he don't want you to see the glory or he don't want you to understand that name. Why? Because he fears it. And he don't want you walking in that glory. So he's blinded you to the gospel of the glory of Christ is the Greek. All right, you with me? And then it goes on to say, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. You know what the Hebrew really says? When this enemy comes in that fears him and is afraid of his glory, when he comes, 
the Spirit of the Lord, like a flood, is going to lift up that standard and wash him away. See, that makes it sound the way it's written when the enemy comes in like a flood. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Well, the Lord's going to lift up a standard against him. No. When the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord's going to wash him away. That's the real version of that. Let's don't be in, in the defense mode. Let's say the enemy's going to get his rear washed away. Let's, let's keep this thing on the, the positive note it is. And it says, And the Redeemer shall come to Zion unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob. As for me, this is a covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that's upon you and my words I put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed. Seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Hallelujah. So do what? So arise and shine. Why? For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory shall be what? Seen on you. See, I'm telling you, I want to tell you something. When Moses come off of that mountain, the children of Israel could not steadfastly look into his face because of the glory that was on Moses. And I'm telling you, the glory Moses had would not even compare with the glory we have. It faded. It was a fading glory. This glory that we got is what? It's like the path that shineth unto a perfect day. It gets glorious, more light, and more light as every day goes forth. There's more glory being revealed every day. And he wants us to, to move into that glory. And then he says, And the Gentiles shall come to your what? The light. And kings to the brightness. There's that, that glowing brightness of your eyes. And lift up your eyes round about and see and gather together. They come to see. Your sons from afar, your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and flow together, and your heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted, and the forces of Gentiles will come. And it talks about all the things that's going to come forth from that. In verse 7, all the flocks of Kedar shall gather together unto thee. The rams shall minister unto thee. They shall come with acceptance on my altar, and I will what? This is where I was going. I will glorify the house of my what? Glory. Who is the house of his glory? The latter house shall be greater than the former. I'm going to glorify the house of my glory. Okay, we... Listen, 1 John four seventeen. what does it say? As he is, so are we now in this present world. How is he now? Look at Revelation 1, 18 if you want to see how he is. When John saw him and he saw the light as the shining of the sun, he fell as dead. Don't think of Jesus as he walked along the shores of Galilee. That ain't how he is. That's how he was. How he is is a what? A conquering king. The king of glory is who he is. Who is the king of glory. And he says, and then, then he goes on to say, uh, verse 9, Surely the isles wait for me, the ships of Tarsus first, to bring your sons from far, the silver and the gold with them the, to the name of the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, because he has what? Glorified you. The sons of strangers will build your walls. The king shall minister to you, for in my wrath I smote you. You remember there in Isaiah 54, for in a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting mercy will I bring you, come, bring you back for that little point in time. But my favor, I had mercy. Therefore thy gates shall be open, what? Continually. They shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring to you the forces of the Gentiles, and the kings may be brought. And nations that will not serve you will perish, and those nations will utterly be wasted. And that's all has to do with the old man. 
The glory of Lebanon shall come to thee, the pine tree, the box tree, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the, my place of my feet glorious. The place of his what? That sounds pretty good to me. Then he goes on down. That's verse 16. Thou shalt also suck the milk of the Gentiles and the breast of kings, and know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For a brass I will bring you gold, for iron, silver, and the wood brass, for stones, iron, and I will also make my officers peace, and they shall be extractors of what? Righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in your land, new man, wasting and destruction within your border, no more. And thou shalt call, call thy wall salvation, and thy gates praise. The sun shall no more be light by the day, neither the brightness of the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord will be the everlasting light, the Lord God of glory. See, when that thing, when, when all this is over, there's going to be a new heaven, and there's going to be new earth. And he says what? Behold, I make all things new. And there'll be no sun or moon because Christ is going to be the glory. And that glory is going to be setting on every one of us. There's not going to be no need of a sun or a moon because the glory is just going to manifest and make everything light around it. We can't even imagine what it's going to be like. It's good. Now look. The sun will no more go down, neither shall the moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be an everlasting light, and the days of thy morning shall be ending. How you like that? Verse 20. Thy people also shall all be righteous. How you like that? Where are you going to get it? You're going to receive it. They will inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the works of my hand, that I might be what? Glorified. If you're still struggling trying to do something, this is a good day just to quit. <laughs> this is a good day. I think Psalm 68 says, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. You know, everything that says, well, this old man's an enemy. It don't like the glory and it don't like his name. Let God arise in you and let his enemies be scattered. As wind drives them away, the enemy, let them be drive, driven away. Because God is going to blow on these things. huh? Even in Haggai, he said, I, I, you brought it home and I did blow on it. Why? Because of my house. And you run everyone to your own house. There's a good picture of the old and the new. How many of you found there's a picture of the old and new every place you read? Old Testament, New Testament, it doesn't matter. Where you read, you see it everywhere you go. Well, it's there. It's everywhere. They'll all be righteous. They'll inherit the, the land forever, the branch of my planting. Woo, man. But it goes on verse after verse about the glory of what's going on. So that's, that's good stuff. Now, Isaiah chapter 62, that's the one Kent says we're all working on here. Verse 1, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Why? Until righteousness goes there for us as what? Brightness and salvation as a lamp that burns. And the Gentiles shall see your righteousness and the kings your glory. They're going to see your what? Now, you pretty well accept that you're the righteousness of God, don't you? Don't you think it's about time for you to accept his glory? That's just another step. It's already paid for the same as righteousness is. He didn't just justify us. He glorified us. So why don't we just take another step into the glory? You know what I believe? I mean, there's times, I mean, some of you, there's times when you get around the anointing, and the anointing's so strong, the flesh can't handle the, the glory that's there. 
I watch Jim. I watch. My, I, I know what I've been there. The flesh does not know how to respond to that glory. All it can do is just submit to it. And see, that's the glory that He wants to rest upon us. Is that glory that there's no explanation for it? You never know when it's going to hit you. I mean, I can be eating in a restaurant and, and talking about going fishing. And all of a sudden, I get hit with the glory. It's kind of like God delights into hitting you with the glory when you least expect it. Come on, man. That's right. Grocery store, Walmart, it doesn't matter. You, you're not being spiritual. All of a sudden, you get anointed with the anointing. You say, what's that for? And then you just enjoy it. But see, he wants us to walk in that glory all the time. And I believe we've got to learn how to what? Handle the glory. You know, there's a scripture that says, my glory will I not give to another. I used to read that all the time. Oh, we can't touch the glory. Don't touch the glory. Until one day he said, son, you're not another. You're mine. You can have the glory. Because that was what you was intended to have to start with. You're intended to have my glory. So don't be afraid of the glory. Don't be afraid that you're going to offend God by taking his glory. Woo. Okay, well, I know we're getting further down here. Isaiah 62. And he says, And the Gentiles shall see your righteousness, and the kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name. Come on, catch it. What are you going to be called by a new name? Now, Revelation, it says, What? He that overcometh, I will give to him a white stone. And on that white stone is a new name that only he that has it and God knows. Why is he giving us a new name? Why did he call, change Simon's name from Simon to Peter? There's a lot of places people's names were changed. Identity changed. Peter was, was not a reed shaken. Peter was a rock. That was the new man, Peter. Now, we've been given a new name. You know why? Because we got a new soul. Now, you can ask him what your name is. I remember a few months ago, I woke up early in the morning. I said, God, what's my name? And uh, he said, I'm not going to tell you your name right now, but I'll tell you what it means. And so uh, he told me what my name means. Now, I'll tell you what he told me, and maybe you can tell me my name. But he says it's enlightened one. In what? Enlightened. What does that mean? The glory. Enlightened one. So you can ask him what your new name is. He said he'd tell you. Have you asked? Ask and receive that your joy may be full. Oh, man. Verse 3. And thou shalt be called a crown of what? Ooh, in the hand of the Lord, a royal down of them in the hand of our God. Who's he talking about here, guys? The church. See, we've got to get over this other thing. We've got to get into who we really are. And then he goes on to say, you will no more be termed forsaken. Neither shall your land any more be turned desolate. That's the old man. But thou shalt be called, whatever that is, Hitzvazah, which means my delight is in her, and your land Beulah, which means married. For the Lord delights in you, and thy land shall be married. As a young man marries a virgin, so thy son shall marry thee. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so thy God shall rejoice over you. Well, wow, I've set watchmen upon your walls, Jerusalem, which not hold their peace day and night. We're not to hold our peace day and night. We need to tell about what he's done to make us new. 
I will give no rest till he establish and make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Is that good? Verse 12 says, And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, the, and thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. See, all this stuff is there. It's, it's verse after verse, it's all there. And let me read you, let, let's go to uh, Zechariah here. Zechariah chapter 2. Verse 4, it says, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle. See, that's restoration. For thus saith the Lord, For I saith, the Lord will be unto her as a wall of fire round about her and as a wall of glory in the midst of her. A a wall of fire and a wall of glory. That's pretty good, ain't it? And then he he goes on, verse 8, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me into the nations. Which spoiled you, for he yet touches you, touches the apple of my eye. Many nations, verse 11, will be joined to the Lord, and, and, and my people will dwell in the midst of thee. Be silent, O flesh, before the Lord. Now, chapter uh, 6, there's so much. I can't even touch chapter 4 where it says, Not by power nor might, but by my spirit, when you shout glory, grace, grace into it. And then chapter 6, at verse 12, it says, And speaks, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. Who is that? Jesus. And he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Who's the temple of the Lord? The howbeit the most high dwells not in temples made with hands anymore. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne and he shall be a priest upon the throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. He's going to sit on his temple of his glory. Oh, it's good. See, we need to see what all this is about because that's who we are. Isn't that nice that we need to know who we are? All right. Now, where was I at? Okay, yeah, I got that one. It says, even he shall build the temple of the Lord and bear the glory. Isaiah chapter 22, and I'll quit with this one. I've got enough for another week. Y'all ready for another week of this? Isaiah chapter 22. You can't walk in something if you don't know what's there. Doesn't that make sense? Oh, man, man. Isaiah 22. Let me start in verse 21. It says, I will clothe him with the robe and strengthen him with the girdle, and I will commit thy government into his hands, and he shall be a father of the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. So he will open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a, a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house. All the what? The glory of his father's house. See, all the glory. Oh, that's good stuff. You know, in John it says that Christ is the true light that lights every man that comes into this world. 
What is it that's lighting every man? It's the glory. See, when you get born again, that light of glory comes into every one of us. Now, I don't know whether you've noticed this over years, but I have. You see somebody that's just on fire, filled with the Holy Ghost, and they're just radiant. And then you run into them sometime later where they decided that wasn't the kind of life they wanted to live. So they go back into the old world. And when you see them, you don't even hardly recognize them because there's such a darkness over them that, that you're just kind of taken back by what you see. I believe that when we're Christians, we're born again. I believe the very life of God is radiating through our lives. And I've seen it over and over. And you have to. You know what I'm talking about. And that's that darkness. We were children of darkness. Now we're what? Children of light. And we've been redeemed from that. Jesus said in John 12, 35, While you have the light, believe in the light that you may be children of the light. What are we supposed to be? Children of the light. What is the light? It's the glory. The people that sit in darkness have seen a what? A great light. Even the... When Jesus was born, the, the, they come from the east to say, we've seen the, the, his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. See, he's the light of the world. And he is that light that lights every man. So one of the things that I want us to see, and, and we'll cover this later, when it talks about glory, I'm telling you, Christ is the glory. And when it says, and it says, that the knowledge of the glory of God shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's Christ. The knowledge of Christ will cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. And he says, and, and that's where he's going to fill his glory. So Christ is the glory. It's not something mystical. It, it is, he is the glory himself. And we've been created for that glory because we are what? Part of his body. You get it? So start thinking, see, we were created for that glory. Christ is a glory, and we are part of that glory. And we'll look at some of this other. Oh, man. One other verse. You ready? Let me read you two more. Hebrews 1.3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory, the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, by himself purged our sins. By him what? By himself he purged our sins. In upholding all things in the brightness of his glory, the expressed image of God in him. Hebrews 2 9 says, We see Jesus crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste of death for every man. Hebrews 10 29 or so. To bring many sons to glory, verse 10. To bring many sons to what? Why did he do that? What is the purpose? To bring us to what? Glory. Don't you think it's about time we understand what the glory is all about? To make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. That's good. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask you to open our eyes to see what you created us for. Not just to begin to have a little glimpse of what it means to be a new creation. But Lord, to see what it means to be complete in you. To be the fullness of, of what you created us to be. To see the realms of glory. And to begin to see that those realms are not just when we die and go to heaven. But Lord, you designed it for, for the Gentiles and for the nations and the kings and everyone that sits in darkness to see that light. And come to that light that they might be redeemed and set free and filled with your glory. And Lord, we thank you for your word. And we, we bless you and we thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen.